passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome into Inside Carolina Postgame Podcast. Shout out to the 180-plus people in here already on Inside Carolina's YouTube channel. That's Dewey Burke. I'm Tommy Ashley. We're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. Carolina gets a much-needed and necessary win, 71-63 over Virginia. Um, Dewey, I usually go to you for overall thoughts, but I'm going to say this first. Whatever Pete Nance did pregame, whatever he ate, whatever he did to get his back feeling well, they need to replicate it Monday night and next Saturday night. He was fantastic against Virginia. He was, and he really was the catalyst. And, uh, you know, I thought we were really good in the first half. Uh, offensively, really solid and guarded them. Virginia has a way of making you play ugly, and they did that in the second half, no question. That was a Virginia-type second half. And uh, they tightened the screws a little bit defensively, but, um, you know, I thought uh, Pete was just so active and assertive, and obviously it helps when the ball, the ball goes in the basket. But um, I thought him and RJ had a lot of uh, really good chemistry out there in terms of uh, the two-man game and obviously making some outside shots. Uh, not just him, but everybody, uh, was huge to see. And I had a good feeling coming into this game. I really did. Um, obviously, Virginia's been struggling, but I just – man, you got to – you got to – what is it? If you, you regress to the mean, you say regress to the mean when you're shooting it great and then you come back down. What is it when you are shooting the ball abysmally <laughs> and then you come up, you know, aggress? I guess you aggress to the mean. Somebody can put that in the comments, but – I just thought we'd make shots. I felt better about our prospects at home. I thought the crowd would be there and um, still plenty of things you would nitpick at the end of the game. 
Um, but man, it's just, it was nice to see the ball go in the basket for a number of guys. Yeah. You got 10 for 22 on threes. What I thought was good there is they did not take a bunch of unnecessary threes. Uh, you know, Caleb one for eight, he didn't have the best of night, but they did not have a situation. And, and this is what I was talking about Would shout out to Dodd who watched the game with me here at the house is they weren't jacking threes when they didn't need to jack threes. And we've seen, um, bad games turn into, five for 30 type games we saw it last time so i thought they were more disciplined do we your your thoughts there against virginia because like you said virginia wants you to just shoot three after three after three after three and carolina just didn't fall for it i didn't feel like no i think that's right and, and you know early in the game very early first first possessions i thought we were really east west and just kind of dribble handoff dribble handoff dribble, and not getting anywhere with anything and our ball screens they were hard hedging and we weren't, we weren't getting any type of advantage and then as the half progressed, I thought we got downhill a lot better and, and got to the painted area. And that's what breaks down Virginia is they, they build that fortress and want you to take contested threes at the end of the shot clock. And uh, we did a much better job as the half progressed. Um, and then you saw it in the, at the start of the second half. They, they made it difficult for us to do anything. They're so physical defensively and they make you play their style. Um, you know, it's funny, a, a friend of mine who's not a Carolina guy texted me and he said, both these teams are brutal to watch. And I responded, <laughs> I said, what you are seeing is the way Virginia makes you play. Uh, now, have we been ugly to watch at times? N no question. But my point to him was, this is how Virginia plays. And quite frankly, I don't know how they get any recruits because they walk the ball up and they just play an ugly style. So, uh the key against them is making shots because they're going to force you to score from the outside. We did get a little bit on the interior at times, but you know, you make 10 threes, it goes a long way. Yeah. Shout out to now the close to 300 folks in the inside Carolina post game. Of course I mentioned Johnny t-shirt and we already gave Pete Nance his props and we will give him his props. The, the rest of the show for sure. Somebody in the chat said Baycott with only six uh, field goal attempts. That's accurate, but he was in foul trouble most of the night. And, you know, when you've got Nance playing assertive, it sort of minimizes Baycott not being as involved. Let's talk about the defensive side, Dewey, because I felt like going into this game that this is a game that they needed to show some effort on defense. So Virginia would mm -hmm. just lull you to sleep and get buckets. Virginia's got some good players. Uh, they've struggled and they struggle on offense, but I thought Carolina's defensive effort, for the most part, was as good as it's been, especially some individual efforts that we just haven't seen the last few weeks. Yeah, agree. And, you know, one thing we haven't seen all year is a lot of rim protection. And then tonight we had eight blocks. So Pete protected the goal quite well tonight. Leaky had a block or two, obviously. Um, look, anytime a team shoots under 40%, you did your job. And back when I played, when we would walk out of the locker room, right there in on the wall in front of you was uh, – every game we played and there would be a little star next to the games where we held teams under 40% field goal percentage. So that was a key metric for coach Williams. Um, and it's, you know, you don't do it a lot and and they did it tonight, which is key. You know, Virginia is not that talented. And so we should be able to guard them. Um, they don't have somebody that you're to me worried about getting 30, 35. They, they kind of, they do it as a, as a unit and, try to grind you down with lots of screens and lots of movement and, and make you defend for 25, 30 seconds. And 
for the most part, we had good discipline. I mean, look, the start of the game, I think they scored on like the first four or five possessions. Virginia did. So if you, you know, or something like that, or five for their first seven, you take that out of their field goal percentage and they actually shot the ball pretty poorly. So uh, I thought we were attentive and active. There's always things you can do better. I thought we gave up too many offensive rebounds and kind of scramble plays, but that's going to happen against Virginia. Those kids play really hard um, because they make up for their lack of just natural scoring ability in, in my view. Um, But yeah, look, I think for the most part, the effort was there defensively and uh, you hate to say it, but I think everything, everything goes better when you make shots and Puff made a couple, RJ made a couple, including some tough ones. Pete made some. So it was nice to see, guys shoot the ball at least closer to what they're capable. Let me give you a stat and tell me if you've heard this before. Virginia had two fast break points. Carolina had none. That is Virginia basketball in a nutshell right there. They have made some mighty good North Carolina teams look mighty bad on offense. Mm -hmm. And for this team uh, to be able to get it done, shot 47%. Let's talk a little bit about – and shout out to you for doing this. I hear the, I hear the young ladies having a high yeah, time at your house. It's they awesome. Are. Man. They're screaming. I, I must admit, I'm a little jealous. A little bit of baby fever as I get older, or maybe some grandchild fever at some point. But looking at this team in the half court set, what did you see that, aside from actually making shots, did you see anything differently? Ball movement, uh, rotations, offensive setups whatever did you see anything different tonight than we've seen well I, look i think it, we obviously got into a big discussion last podcast after Notre Dame about brady and then the my my article uh that we put up i, I you know re-emphasized the point that you know i understand the importance that brady had with this team and especially in the tournament and everybody said well what about the baylor game it's like come on guys that was one game that was one game i'm not discounting brady at all but you saw tonight what floor spacing and making shots can do for our offense. When a stretch four is impactful, uh, it just you get a lot more flow. And even though Armando didn't have a great game and didn't get a lot of touches, still when the ball went in there, they were immediately doubling, right, on almost every possession, which sets them off in rotations and they, they should be behind. And when the ball starts to move, uh, we got a lot of good open looks and we made them. We made them. Um, and so I wish I could tell you that I saw something dramatically different. I saw the ball go in the basket. I saw Pete make a couple forget about the one at the end of the half, you know, his, his other two, I think he had two other threes, puffs, two threes, RJ making a couple off the bounce guys made shots. I mean, it's just, uh, again, whatever we're calling it, aggress to the mean, whatever they did, you know, they, they came back closer to what they should be capable of, um, because if you go back and watch the first half of the Notre Dame game, when we shot the worst percentage in 43 years, they had a ton of open looks, a ton of them, and they just flat didn't make them. Yeah, somebody in the chat said, I wish Dewey was on this team. I, I, think, <laughs> I think you would hit some shots. Uh, I might I might be able to stand over there and fire away. You, you might be right. <laughs> you can sit in that corner. You can hit that corner three all day long. Yeah. Uh, Carolina wins 71-63. Um, you know, who knows about the net and all that kind of stuff. And Virginia is sort of tanking out on that, but Carolina goes to Florida state on Monday, a quick turnaround. Is it easier for a coach and for a team to stay hot with the quick turnarounds? Like we, we've talked in the past about the, the NCAA tournament setups. Like, is it easier for that game to be a day later 
rather than wait for a, you know, another week or whatever, do you think that pays, plays well for this North Carolina team to go ahead and get that Florida State? That's a good question. I mean, you like it as a player because tomorrow's practice is like a nothing, right? So it's it's pretty limited. I mean, we would even sometimes not even call it practice, just call it a run and shoot, you know? So you'd just kind of get your legs loose and get up a ton of shots, a ton of free throws and uh, and watch film, you know? So those are kind of nice days as a as a player. And then uh, boom, you're right on the road and, and, uh, and ready to play again. So uh, they'll appreciate it. I mean, it's the end of the season, so you can make the argument, hey, they need to rest their legs, they're tired, whatever. We're desperate. And so tomorrow ought to be a, a relaxing day for the guys, watch some film and, and make some shots, and, uh, and then be ready to go. And obviously, Florida State knocked off the top team in the conference today. So um, I know they've struggled, but they still have talent and size usually and that kind of thing. So, look, I, I think it's good. I, I'm I'm good with it. Uh, you know, I'm, and then you can get a little break and get ready for for senior night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So, whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Wow, it is wide open at Dewey's house as it is wide open in the Smith Center. Yeah. Uh, so, so Dewey, any negatives that we saw here? It's always We always nitpick when they lose. Um, mm-hmm. What did you see in this game that maybe – was like, oh, that's the same as it's been. I mean, they were a little sloppy in the second half, ugly, 29 points. But overall, um, just a general take on on how this team has, has come together a little bit against Virginia. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hubert talked about taking the weighted vest off and playing a little lighter and freer. And I thought you saw that. I mean, when, when you see RJ hit shots at, down the end of the shot clock where he makes a couple moves, a little in and out and, and cross over and hits a three, that's that to me is a guy playing loose. When you see Pete Nance at the end of the half, uh, the play broke down, whatever they called out of that timeout, and he's and he just stepped back and shot it. That to me is a kid playing a little more free, and so that's encouraging um, because we've just struggled so mightily uh, with shooting and effort at various times. Uh, if you had a nitpick, you know, nine offensive rebounds, you're not thrilled about that because those are effort plays, and uh, you know. Certainly didn't love some of the possessions down those last three minutes when um, one thing that I didn't love. Um, and again, this gets into to coaching style, meaning I don't know how Hubert coaches it, but I would say even the last five minutes, we got a number of stops and had opportunities to run. I thought, and they pulled the ball out and walked it up and called a half court set. And I guess that's just how we play. Um, but if, you know, coach Williams would have been, breathing down our neck to run, 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 even in those situations. I mean, we really didn't pull the ball out until like under two minutes that I can recall. Um, and so that five to three minute mark, we got a bunch of stops. I would have liked to see us push the ball, run, 
Puff got a couple rebounds, just kind of held it, held it, waited for RJ. It's like, go. Um, but we, we just don't push the ball that much. So offensive rebounds, you know, I thought we could have played with a little more pace. Uh, but if that's the number six team in the country, you're not going to complain too much. Yeah, last question, and I asked for questions earlier, but obviously uh, my man, has, Dewey, has things to take care of at the house. Let me ask you one question from the chat. Mm-hmm. Ask Dewey to explain why the high ball screen using Mondo never delivers. Is it because the guards – well, you know, too many questions, y'all are moving it around. Is it because the guards – I'll put it up here. Is it because the guards aren't point guards? What is it? What, what, why does that never seem to work? I, I freely admit I don't like Baycott catching the ball, and, and I want you to talk about what we exchanged text about during mm-hmm. the game when he got that charge call. Yeah, so I, I don't know how effective Armando is really going to be catching the ball at 15 feet. I, I don't know that that's a comfortable position for him. I mean, um, pick and rolls where we maybe get a switch where he can then post up a perimeter player makes sense to me, but – I think he still seems uncomfortable on that catch. Um, and I'll tell you one thing that drives me crazy, and it's not just Armando. It, it's, you know, we, we don't screen well enough. You know, we kind of kind of mosey up there and then and then depart before the actual screen contact takes place. Um, and obviously the best part about a, a pick and roll getting started is is the actual impact with the person guarding the ball. And I think we I think we whiff on that too much considering how many ball screens that we call and run in our sets. Um, But then to your point, when Armando does catch the ball kind of on his way to the rim uh, late in the first half there, when I texted you, just the the block charge call is such a problem. They do such a bad job of officiating it. And I thought that kid was moving and he had a foot in the restricted area and Armando was making a basketball play. It's not like he he had his shoulder way down and just pummeled the guy. But you know as a defender, especially if you're a little bit smaller, if there's a big guy coming towards me, I just fall down. I just fall down, and they're probably going to give me a charge. And it just makes me crazy. And so for a guy that was in foul trouble, yeah, he's going to be apprehensive catching that ball off the roll at 15 feet and worry about picking up another charge. So – um yeah look when they ran some action last year where they would pick and pop brady and roll roll mondo defenses had big big problems because they had to make a choice uh we haven't shot the ball well enough for them to worry about that pick pop for for nance or or you know uh or or really do anything but focus on armando and so uh do i think he can set better screens i do uh do i think he's uncomfortable catching the ball 15 feet i do uh, and so uh, for as much as we run it, um, to me, when we space the floor uh, and guys can make shots, that should open up rolling lanes for Armando. But the way Virginia plays and how poorly we've shot the ball, teams just pack it in. So Armando catches that ball, there's three guys. And that, that's difficult to, for, to ask your four or five to make a solid play every time catching that ball in space. Yeah, and, and to your point, uh, Dan Bonner explained the charge and said the primary ball defender can be in the circle. It's the secondary guy that can't be in the circle for the charge call, which I'm like, what's the point of having the circle? And so I don't understand it. I think they ought to get rid of the charge, quite frankly. Uh, and, and I will give props to a team like NC State, like I said, when they played, is they will man up and play defense instead of flopping on the ground. And so – 
And I think Florida State will probably play it more straight up. Um, but you're right. As soon as he caught that ball and got called for that charge, I was like almost looking at my phone saying, here it comes, and you delivered the text. That's exactly yeah, what I'm talking about. makes me so, crazy. Yeah, it's frustrating. And Baycock gets more fouls away from the basket or that type of foul than anybody I can ever remember. Carolina. And you know what was interesting? Sorry, Tommy. You know what was interesting was what Corey Alexander, Corey Alexander was saying. He was saying Armando made contact and the whistle blew and he looked guilty. Well, yeah, because all that ever happens is he gets called for charges. On every 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 bang-bang play like that, he gets called for a charge. So, yeah, maybe if he had just played through it and laid the ball in, maybe they don't call that. But I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a buyer of that argument. Um I, I just think uh, I just think the flopping for charges is is a problem in the college game. Yeah, indeed, a lot of college basketball, and you know, it seems like the ACC calls the charge more than anybody. Maybe that's just because I watch it mostly. Uh, Pittsburgh has got a share of the regular season ACC championship. Hard to believe for them after Virginia's loss. And I don't know, do if you saw the Iowa Michigan State game. If you haven't, go back and watch those highlights. Just I didn't. I didn't watch it. I saw what happened, and I also saw the Florida State Miami game as well, which was wild. Um, so yeah, look, um, we got our work cut out for us on Monday. We cannot look past that game because as good as this looks for our resume, that will look equally or worse, um, equally as bad or worse if we if we stumble. So. Got to have both these, and then uh, then we get to 20 wins. And, you know, it's funny. I had a lot of conversations this week randomly. People are asking, oh, what's wrong with Carolina? And uh, I said, look, they got to win these three. And I think they're in because you go behind closed doors at the NCAA, and they want Carolina in the tournament. They do. Right. So just please give them a reason. <laughs> please give them something. So, you could, you know, you couldn't go in there 0-11 in quad one and have any prayer. So now we got one. We need one more but can't stumble uh, against Florida State. Yep, Florida State, 7 o'clock on a Monday, quick turnaround, but maybe a good thing for this team. And then Duke in the Smith Center next Saturday. Uh, got to have them. You said it a, a while back. How, you know, what's next? And you say got to have them all, and Carolina's at that stage. Carolina gets the win against Virginia, 71-63. Dewey, anything left uh, other than praise for Pete Nance? Cannot say it more often. We've banged on him a lot, so – Anything beyond that for this one before we get out of here? No, look, not Pete was great, and hopefully he takes a lot of confidence from this because he certainly had some games of late where he couldn't have played worse, unfortunately. And so, um, you know, happy, just happy for him as a kid who looked like there was a weight off his shoulders when he made a couple shots and, uh, and, and showed some emotion. But good to see Puff make a couple shots as well. Um, you know, we still get very little from our bench. Um, but had to have it, and I thought they came out attentive and moved the ball well and, and did their best to fight off the Virginia style, which is slow and ugly and just uh, physical. Um, we did the best we could and uh, came out with a win. So we'll take it. Indeed. Carolina gets the win. They had to have Florida State. Like I said, this is Inside Carolina's postgame podcast, sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. We will be around on Monday. We'll see how we do it. Thanks to everybody. Shout out to the 500 folks that make us a part of your uh, That's awesome. Thank that you, is, guys. That is unbelievable. That. Yeah, be on the lookout for Dewey's Five Takeaways in the morning on InsideCarolina.com. We'll be back. Coast to Coast guys will be with you later in the weekend. Fun times, Dewey. Thanks. Thanks, T. Ready? Go. 
Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.